Welcome back to Monster with me, DJ Choppers. Um, I really enjoyed the show last week, which was the Now and Then chart show. With it being uh, the, the week of the Beatles release a new song, uh, enabled by the new AI advancements. And I had the chart show from the, the year of the month that. John Lennon was killed. And then I had, I played about 10 of the Beatles number ones. Hoping that the new song would be the 18th number one. So yeah, that's what was last week. I hope you really enjoyed that. I enjoyed, I enjoyed researching it and putting all the, all the research and information into the show. And looking back throughout the years of the Beatles, that was really good fun. Because I don't think I know anyone who doesn't like the Beatles. And I don't think, if you don't like the Beatles, there's something wrong. So, if you don't know much of the Beatles, please give them a listen. Now, I highly recommend the White Album, which is their best. Their best album for me, in my opinion. But before we got underway with this week's show, just thought I'd tell you a bit about me, John Oligan's last weekend. Because on last Friday, I was meant to be going to see 50 Cent at the AO Arena. But I couldn't go and do that because the, uh, the van broke down. So I'd uh, been in the workshop, done some work done to my wheelchair clamps. Which uh, locked my chair down into the van. So I had gone to get that fitted anyway. Then I got it back, went out on Wednesday and it fired totally, no issues. And then Friday goes to get in the van. The, uh, the van will unlock. It was uh, totally dead as a dodo. So we had to get the RAC out. It didn't come until 7. And he worked on it for about an hour and said that the, uh, whatever they'd done was draining the battery. So, yeah, we couldn't go to 50 cent because I can't rely on going to, on the, on the taxi. Because I have had many a time I've got a booked taxi and had it cancelled, so. Yeah, definitely wouldn't be able to do that to get to that and back. And then on the Saturday, I had to um, 
walked down to the train station to get the train and then they tried to the match. Man United versus Luton. And then luckily we won, thank God. No one didn't like getting all that way in the cold to, to lose. And then yeah, on the way back, uh, got the the, tra the tram. And the, the train, and then we had to walk all the way back home. No, I'm absolutely freezing, but uh, I enjoyed the adventure, it was good. Not, yeah, I'm not trying to go in the van with the heater on any day of the week. Not, yeah, it would, it won't be one of that by uh, my weekend, right? It'd be an adventure, would it? So, no, I'm sure DJ GT had some parts playing. Me, we're not going to see 50 Cent. He was like, You're not going, you're not going to watch 50 Cent without me, I'll show you. So yeah, he uh, done talk with the electrics, I'm sure of that. So when I see him, when I got up there, I'll, I'll give it, I'll tell him off. But yeah, it was, it was a good adventure anyway, but... <laughs> Luckily now the van's waking and we're all, right, all good now. <laughs> Such wood. And uh, yeah, so now... Right, we'll get on with the, the show this week. Which is the year of show. So I'll tell you more about that in a moment. So yeah, this week is episode 159. And it is the Aries show is back. And this week I'm doing Aries, the origins of punk. Now, about six weeks ago I did the rock and roll one. And uh, I really enjoyed that one. I hope you got a lot out of it as well. Because it's not just about my enjoyment. You, you lot have got to enjoy it as well. And uh, I know a lot of you would have enjoyed that show, so yeah. And I know a few of you got a lot of this show today. I know Chris Jones is one of our day one listeners. And the, our group expert, actually, is a big fan of punk. And uh, I know he likes the bands like The Alarm and stuff like that. So yeah, we're going right back to the origins of punk music. Which they actually derived from rock and roll. So it follows on nicely from the Origins of Rock and Roll podcast. So yeah, that's what we got this week, so it's going to be quite a good show. Got taking you right back to the start of Punk, which was in... Well, actually it was initially in the 60s. Because of rock and roll, and they just moved on from that, really. So the earliest song I've got is from the 60s. No, that's where it started. So let's go with the show and I'll start off with the uh, the first bit of the show. Now, reaching 1950s rock and roll and 60s garage rock, punk band rejected their perceived excesses of mainstream 1970s rock music and they typically produced short Glass-based songs with a hard-edged melody and singing styles, and it, it stripped down instrumentation. And it's often shouted political anti-establishment lyrics. 
in broken braces a do-it-yourself ethic. Many, many bands self-produced records and distribute them through independent record labels. And the first wave of punk rock was aggressively modern and different from what came before, according to Ramon's drummer. Johnny Ramon, in its initial form, a lot of 1960s stuff was innovative and exciting. Unfortunately, what happens is that people who can who cannot hold a candle to the likes of Hendrix started noodling away. Soon you had endless solos that went nowhere. By 1973, I knew that was there was a need there for some pure stripped down no BS rock and roll. And John Holmstrom, founding editor of Punk Magazine, because stealing punk rock had to come along because the rock scene had become so tame that acts like Billy Joel and Simon and Garfunkel were being called rock and roll but to me and other fans. Rock and roll meant this wild and rebellious music. According to Robert Crisco, punk scornfully rejected the political idealism and California flower power of hippie myth. Now, then the early to mid-1960s garage rock bands in the US and elsewhere are often recognised as punk's innovators. The, the Kingsman's Louie Louie is often cited as punk rock's def defining zeitgeist. In other words, that is what punk that is the start of the punk sound. And after the success of the British invasion, the garage phenomenon gathered momentum around the US. And by 1965, the hard-edged sound of British acts, such as the Rolling Stones, the Kinks and the Who, became increasingly influential with the American garage bands. The raw sound of US groups such as the Sonics and the Seeds predicted the style of later acts. And then in the later in the early 1970s, some rock critics used the term punk rock to, to refer to the mid-1960s garage genre, as well as for subsequent acts perceived to be in that stylistic tradition, such as the Stooges. So, now I've ruffled it all up, I'm, I'm going to play Louie Louie, Ryan Kingsman, which I've just talked about, and then we'll be moving on to talk about a bit of the uh, British influence. So yeah, please enjoy the Kingsman with Louie Louie.
And that was the early sounds of punk there with the Kingsmen and Louie Louie. Which is said to be the uh, the first song in the genre. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, let's not go into the arguments, but that's what the facts say. Now, um, in Britain, uh, largely under the influence of the mod movement and beat groups, the Kinks 1964 hit singles. You really got me on all day and all of the night. We're both influenced by Louie Louie. And then in 1965, The Who released the mod anthem, My Generation, which according to John Reed, anticipated the kind of cerebral mix of music and ferocity and rebellious nature that would characterise much of the later British punk rock from the 70s. The garage slash deep phenomenon extended beyond North America and Britain. In America, the psychedelic rock movement birthed an array of garage bands that would later become influencers on punk. The Austin Chronicle described the 13th floor elevators as a band who could lay claim to influencing the movement. And now I'm actually going to play a song by 13th Floor Elevators with one of their early songs called You're Gonna Miss Me. And you can actually hear the actual sounds of punk emerging in this song. So it's a good one. And uh, you have got quite a few hits, but I thought this one really epitomises the start of the punk movement. So yeah, enjoy this track. And then we've got a bit of the uh, Stooges coming up. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, the 13th floor elevator's right there. But you're gonna miss me. Oh yeah, you can actually see the emergence of pumpkin not spung. And you can see where the the Rolling Stones was a big influence as well. Yeah, it sounds very much like Mick Jagger on that song, the vocalist. And yeah, now like uh, the the term punk rock was previously used by American rock critics in the early 70s to describe the mid 60s garage bands. Certain late 1960s and early 70s Detroit acts, such as MC5 and Iggy and the Stooges and other bands from elsewhere, created out of the mainstream music that became highly influential on what was to follow. Now, uh, now I'm going to have to play Search and Destroy by Iggy and the Stooges. So it's a good one, this. So. Yeah, enjoy this track and then I'll be going more into what, what makes punk music. So yeah, enjoy Iggy and the Stooges and I'll be back with you. Technology 
great tune from again the stage that search and destroy and that was actually on the 80s though we'll pack it now and then he actually goes on about the Vietnam War that song and then I had a lot of punk music is about political and societal unrest really so yeah the early punk bands emulated the minimal music arrangements of 1960s garage rock and typical punk rock instrumentation is stripped down just one or two guitars, bass, drums and vocals which is what you see today in uh, my favourite genre, indie music is that uh, has a lot to thank the punk movement for and uh, in the punk songs it, they tend to be shorter than the, the other other rock genres and played at fast tempos most daily punk songs retain a traditional rock and roll verse chorus form however later months often broke from this format the vocals are sometimes nasal and the lyrics often shouted in a style rather than conventionally sung complicated guitar solos were considered self-indulgent although basic guitar breaks were common guitar parts tend to include highly distorted power chords creating a characteristic sound described by Christy as a muscle drone some punk rock bands take a surf rock approach with light twangy guitar tone others such as Robert Quinn lead guitarist of the Voidoids have employed a wild Gonzo Attack style that stretches back through the Velvet Underground to the 50s recordings of Ike Turner and bass guitar lines are often uncomplicated the essential approach is a relentless repetitive false rhythm although some punk rock players such as Mike Watt of the Minutemen and Firehose emphasise more technical bass lines bassists often use a pick due to the rapid suggestion of notes making finger picking impractical Drums typically sounded heavy and dry and often have a minimal setup. Now, a lot of punk music is centered around bass and the drummer, the beat of the drums. Not have a bit of a, I love bass, and I think that's why I like the Johnny so much. Because of it, yeah, a lot of like bassing, but nearing that the bass guitar stuff I really like oh yeah on the band just mentioned the Minutemen featuring the bass player Mike Watt uh, yeah I'm going to play that one of their songs so it's the Minutemen with a song that I think Chris Jones will appreciate um, Bob Dylan wrote propaganda songs no, I know, he loves Bob Dylan, so I think you'll like that, I mean. Next to sing that name checks him, so. 
Yeah, enjoy this track. And then on the back of some more of the influences. The Minutemen there with Bob Dog wrote propaganda songs. <laughs> Another good example of punk music there. Now I'm just going to talk about the lyrics used in punk songs. So, punk rock lyrics are typically, typically blunt and confrontational. Com- compared to the lyrics of other popular music genres, they often focus on social and political issues. Trend-setting songs, such as The Cross's Career Opportunities and Chelsea's Right to Work Deal with Employment and The Grim Realities of Urban Life. Not just real life, really, I guess. Now I'm actually going to play those two songs by The Clash and Chelsea, so got Career Opportunities by The Clash. Followed by Right to Work by a band called Chelsea. And uh, yeah, these are two really good, good punk tracks. It would really sum up and emphasize what the punk job is all about. So yeah, enjoy these two tracks. And then we'll be uh, moving on to some more facts about the punk genre. So enjoy these two tracks. I 
every job they offer used to kick you off the dock Career opportunity, the one that never Ah, yeah, to 
uh, absolutely quintessential songs of the punk genre. Yeah, you know what genre that is straight away as soon as you hear those two, but you know, like those two tracks, and I think the cross one is yeah, quite an underplayed track, so that was good to play that on here. And now we're moving further into the British influence. Now, especially in early British punk, a central goal was to outrage and shock the mainstream on the Sex Pistols did just that. With Anarchy in the UK and God Save the Queen, which openly despised the British political system and, uh, yeah, social issues. An anti-sentimental depictions of relationship and our sex are covered as in love comes in spirits recorded by the voidoids anime variously expressed in the poetic terms of Richard Hall's blank generation and the bluntness of the Ramones now I want to sniff some glow is a common theme and the controversial content of punk lyrics has frequently led to certain punk records being banned by radio stations and refused shelf space in major chain stores. So I'm actually going to play Love Comes in Spurts by the Voidoids and then I'm gonna, we're going to be going to the American and Australian movement, punk movements. So I enjoy the Voidoids, and I've got some of the Ramones, and the Saints. Now, 
as the punk genre had actually become a genre. Between 1974 and 1976, was, uh, was prominent acts including television, Patti Smith, and the Ramones in New York City, and then the Saints in Brisbane. And uh, they were, yeah, they, these next two tracks you will have heard there. Uh, I've got Blitzkrieg Rock Bop by the Ramones. Which is uh, on the AOR advert, which is here, no one has heard of it. And then we've got This Perfect Day by the Saints after that. They're from Australia, and uh, these two bands have made big inroads into pushing the punk movement into being a big genre. So, enjoy these two tracks, and then we're heading back to the UK. With the Sex Pistols on the Damned up next. So, yeah, enjoy the Ramones on the Saints, and I'll be back with the UK acts.
two uh, recognize, uh, uh, very recognizable punk songs out that you can easily go like to John. Nine uh, two really good tracks, but yeah, like you know, you would have heard and yeah, enjoyed the music. I think. No, I hope so. Anyway, well, yeah, the two really good tracks, and now we're going back to the UK with so the Sex Pistols, the Clash, and the Damned in London, and the Buzzcocks in Manchester. Now, late 1976, punk had become a major cultural phenomenon in the UK. And it gave rise to a punk subculture that expressed youthful rebellion through distinctive styles of clothing, such as t-shirts with deliberately offensive graphics, leather jackets and studded or spike bands and jewellery, and also safety pins. So, I'm going to play a song from each of the three, three bands I've just mentioned. Now, I'm going to play Anarchy in the UK by Sex Pistols, Smash It Up by The Damned, and What Do I Get by The Buzzcocks. Now I've got two big hits that he's always played, but I wanted to play. No one out is less played on, uh, on the airwaves, so... Yeah, I know that Chris Jones is a big fan of the Buzzcocks. Oh, yeah. I really enjoy these three. And then, well, I'll be back to touch more on other genres of punk that have come out of the original genre. So enjoy Anakin UK, Smashy Top. And what do I get? Surprise, cause I 
copy, nibble to death by a 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 copy. Sounds of British punk right there with the Sex Pistols, the Damned on the Buzzcocks. That's in that Buzzcocks track. Sounds a lot like the Ramones track, that, which we played earlier, the Blitz Craig Rop. Oh yeah, it's a good tune that. And uh, I touched on it before. But in 1977, the influence of the music. And subcultural punk spread worldwide. And it took root in a wide range of local scenes. Not often rejected affiliation with the mainstream. In the late 70s, punk experienced a second wave. When new acts that had not been active during its formative years 
decided to adopt the style. And by the early 80s, faster and more aggressive subgenres such as hardcore punk and anarcho punk became the predominant modes of punk rock. Many musicians who identified with punk or were inspired by it went on to pursue other musical directions, giving rise to movements such as post-punk, new wave, and alternative rock, which leads into indie music, which is by water. And punk music was loud, fast, and simple. And it actually rescued rock and roll from suffocating. On its own excesses, giving the genre a razor blade edge. It hadn't had since its earliest days. And the rebellious spirit and willingness to question traditional conventions. Like the idea that you had to know how to play an instrument. Before you can start a band, would find their way into nearly every meaningful musical revolution that followed. From hip hop to indie rock to techno. And one thing that I've noticed when I've been doing these shows is that the same with hip hop and rock and roll and punk. There wasn't one innovator that started the movement. There's three or four people that did it. And punk's no different, but I've mentioned many different influences, uh, maybe about five, six influences. And that was the same with hip-hop, there's four main people. And in rock and roll, there was a couple of people, so... Yeah, there's a lot I have to thank for these uh, innovative musicians. But music's only ever been just one facet of punk's identity. It's more than just a sound, it's a whole way of being. A philosophy and attitude, and crucially, it's a lock. And punk's sonic foundations were laid down in New York City by the same people who established the punk, the beginnings of punk style. Artists like Lou Reed, The Ramones, Suicide, and the New York Dolls. He wants to strip away the bloat rock that had accumulated throughout the psychedelic era and return it to something purer. And again, that's another thing it's got to go with hip hop. It started at a block party in New York. So I think New York's got a lot, a lot. Uh, we need to give gratitude to. And now I'm going to play through the artists I just mentioned. Now, the New York Dolls with Chatterbox, <laughs> and then Lou Reed with Hanging Around, and then Suicide. With Ghost Rider, and these are three like, bona fide classic uh, punk tracks. Yeah, these are really good ones. So enjoy these. And then we'll be coming up a bit more the day after that. I'll turn a bit into the 80s actually, and then we got some, some new punk tracks coming up at the end. I've got about five new ones, which I've been seeing, I'd like to go and see. 
Not in the meantime, here is the New York Dolls and Lou Reed and also Suicide with Ghost Rider. Do enjoy these three tracks and then I'll be back with you. One, two, three, four!
Ghost Rider, motorcycle hero He's a looking so cute Sneaking round, round, round in a blue jumpsuit Cruise rider, motorcycle hero Beep, 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 he's a blazing away Stars, stars, stars in the universe Ghost Rider, motorcycle hero Another three great punk tracks right there, really good ones. And they've stood the test of time, but it's all really fresh as well. Still very fresh. Yeah, really good sounds. And uh, during, during the, the start of the punk area, well, Led Zeppelin and the Rolling Stones matched their arena-filling ambitions with equally elaborate costumes of velvet and sequins. Rock's new rebels preferred life that lived in t-shirts and Levi's. Growing up in the New York underground, uh, by the time Sonic thought they were around in glam rock, was winding down. Probably 50% of the people in that team were involved in what would come to be known as the punk scene. Then it was just that half of bikes got a little more played down. According to photographer Paul Zone in that playground growing up in New York book. He also said there was still fashion going on. Then they'd go to the thrift shops where you could go buy vintage clothes. Black Levi jeans became a staple for everyone. It was that, and when it comes to Levi's and jeans, they were being used in a lot of different ways. In the grand days, the dolls were wearing little boys' Levi's jackets. 
And that was so small that they could they could hardly fit their arms in them. And then in the mid-1930s, the New York Sound style came into focus through the Ramones, who created a uniform of shredded Levi's 505 jeans and black leather jackets. Another man television, whose guitarist Richard Hell, was one of the first performers to rock spiked hair and torn t-shirts held together by safety pins. And Blondie fronted by Debbie Harry, who pioneered high low mixes of Levi's and designer pieces. And other groups that orbited uh, uh, dive clubs. They had no money, and photographer Jenny Ledger calls. The, the, hole, the holes in Joey's knees were for wear and tear. They were not fashion. I have photos of D.D. Ramon wearing a leather jacket around the wrists. It's really frayed. It was shameful back then to run around with holes in your jeans. And the Ramon said, F that, that's who we are. And that's what <laughs> gave her for the rebellious nature. You know, the favourite band doing, doing exactly what they were told not to. So yeah, that's what it's all about, punk music, I think. And that's why I like it so much, because <laughs> I'm not a sheep. No, I do my own thing, I don't do what anyone tells me to do, so. That's where my love of punk comes from, I think. Now, the two bands I just mentioned in that bit was television. And Blondie, so we're going to play Friction by television. And One Way or Another by Blondie. Not their debut album, Parallel Lines, which has to go down as one of the greatest punk albums ever written. And then before that, I played Lou Reed earlier. His album Transformer has got to be Go Down one of the best punk albums as well. But yeah, I'm going to play television. The Love by Blondie. And then we got uh, going more into the 80s after that. So enjoy these two tracks.
Oh yeah, <laughs> what a great song that was. Yeah, by Blondie that one way or another. And I think for me that's gotta be the best track for me. I love that track, so good. And then the television one before that, again, you can hear the influence of Rolling Stones. Yeah, our lead singers obviously got influenced by Mick Jagger's vocals. Yeah, two really good ones there. So, uh, moving further on into the more into the eighties now. Now, by the time people started calling it punk, the revolution had already started to spread around the globe. Malcolm McLaren managed the New York Dolls who were playing earlier, where he and partner Vivian Westwood operated a boutique uh, inspired by what he saw in New York. He combined the Dolls' over-the-top outrageousness with Richard Hell's deconstructed style to create a quintessentially British spin on punk fashion and tapped his new clients, the, the Sex Pistols, to promote it. Then McFly went back to England and emulated the look and gave it a little more pizzazz with hair colour and putting more fashion into it. At the same time, other London pugs like X-Ray Specs, fronted by polystyrene, seized upon the movements, the DIY philosophy, and started using staple items like jeans and leather jackets, and blank canvases to de decorate with pins, white paint, and spikes. And at nearly the same time as it crossed the ocean to the UK, Punk spread to LA, where fans of the Ramones and Blondie adopted their distinctive looks to fit the city's unique identity. What we were doing in LA had to do with a lot of factors. The tug of the genuine seas. One was the weather. We could have a lot of thrift stores and a lot of yard sales, church bazaars. We don't have the rain and snow in, in LA and cold that have the rain and snow and cold that you have in London or New York. We were very into the DIY thing. You could repurpose clothes, you could cut them up and do things with them. We rarely wear the same thing twice. LA, LA's bands were diverse from pop from the act like the Go-Go's to the defiantly anti-commercial approach of the Germs. Some bands like the legendary X who sat nowhere, who sat somewhere in between, but they were united by the bonds of their tight-knit community. The posture was very organic. There were no paid stylists. We were stylists for each other. Genuine one sees. Everybody was going to thrift stores together. Going to bazaars together, sharing each other's clothes. It really came out of oh, dressing up every day and expressing yourself. And being an artist. You can be an artist to express themselves. Visually, from head to toe and also on stage. 
Or not. You can be a photographer, a graphic artist. Or a fan, or whatever. And I think... And then that's why I like punk, because it, it leads into my creative nature. Not, you know, like I want to create stuff and express myself. That's another reason why I love the genre. Now, two of the bands I've mentioned during that was X-Ray Specs and a band called X. Now I'm going to play Identity by X-Ray Specs. And You Don't Like Me by X. Which, yeah, I think the X one is really good because a lot of people don't get on with everyone. And there's certain people that you don't like and don't like you, so... I can resonate with that, that lyric in the song. Yeah, we'll play X-Ray Specs with Identity. Followed by X with You Don't Like Me. And then we'll be going into the 90s. Before we end up to date in the, in the 2020s. Oh yeah, enjoy these two tracks and I'll be back with a bit of Green Day.
Oh yeah, another two great sounding tracks there. I got a bit of it. I had a bit of trouble finding the second one. Not I got there in the end. But yeah, two really good tracks and they're heading into the nineties and noughties here, so following alternative rock's mainstream breakthrough in the nineties. With Nevada punk rock star renewed major label interest and mainstream appeal exemplified by the rise of the California bands. Green Day, Social Distortion, Rancid, The Offspring, Bad Religion and NOFX. So I'm actually going to play Green Day uh, with Basket Case and Roots Radical by Rancid. <laughs> Some of these uh, days punk bags make me laugh. Some really weird ones. Not oh, yeah, two really good tracks here, and nothing you can go wrong with Green Day. So yeah, I'll play these two. And then I've got five newer ones, which are from the last, probably within the last five years. These next five songs. Not this, there is Green Day and Rancid. Do you have the time to listen to me whine About nothing and everything all at once I am one of those melodramatic fools Neurotic to the bone, no doubt about it Sometimes I give myself the creeps Sometimes my mind plays tricks on me It all keeps setting up I think I'm cracking up Am I just paranoid? Am I just sad? I went to a shrink To analyze my dreams She says it's like a sex that's bringing me
40 years after punk started, the music continues to carry on and reverberate. Not only the punk scenes that have popped up in cities and small towns around the world, but in the indie and alternative movements that punk inspired. In fashion, its influence has spread even further. You can see some of X's rootsy simplicity in the indie rock uniform of jeans and t-shirts and the continuing influence of McLaren and Westwood's vision and the complexly customised jackets that have become a gear for rap stars. Punk style's most enjoying legacy can't be boiled down to a particular item of clothing or even the popularity of distressed jeans and dyed hair. It's more about the idea of being authentic. That if you do your own thing and dress in your own way, you can make the world change around you. 
we would say we would take what we would see thus in and make it our own. Now other people would take what's in fashion and just run with it. Jenny Lang's photographer says we influence fashion more than the other way around. Not not only that, I think the it punk influenced a lot of genres. It has influenced a lot of rap in these times. There's a lot of Punk, they do sing very fast lyrics and this. Yeah, you could you could see a rapper doing it. So yeah, they got a lot of uh, uh, thank. We need to all a lot of thanks to the punk gentleman. And now we are coming to the end of the show. So we've got five tracks, not our modern and really good punk tracks. Just lately, has been taking a bit of res- resurgence again. So it's like the new wave part three. Now I've got soft plate with a song called Punk's Dead. Which does have a bit of swearing in it, but I'll try and find the non-swearing version. But I'm just warning you. And then I've got Idols with Model Village. Which is sort of like an anti-fascist song, I guess. The thing about Idols... A lot of, a lot of punk bands are tarnished that they're all racist and skinheads. But it's not the fact. All the ones I've chose, um, well, the modern, the modern ones are all uh, like anti, anti-fascist bands. Not a lot of the songs are about, like, about against, against. Uh, racism and stuff like that so yeah it's a really it's like a bit of a paradigm with these bands but I'm really glad that we've got people with those views in music really that are fighting for the right not wrong they're singing about them for the right reasons anyway, I'm going to play soft play with Punk's Dead and then Idols with Model Village then I've got three new new ones after that, so enjoy these two. And then we've got the last three songs of the show to come. Congratulations and good luck to a bit of self-applying. That's what I'm having a bit of self-applying. Yes, boom, my boom. Shut up. 
should have done your research I want my money back, boys, for the t-shirts You should have run it by me first Is your back sore? I bet your knees hurt Is this another publicity stunt? Thought you were rowdy, thought you were punks What the fuck's with a new name anyway? Soft playboy lights off cunts Listen guys, I don't mind you changing your name, but I understand the whole PC, whatever the fuck you shit, but your new name sucks ass. Let's see what's new you've ever heard for that band. Change it back. Change Model low crime rate in the village. Model 
Soft play, yeah, two really good bands, and I'd uh, I'd really love to see Idols one day. Well, I watched them at Glastonbury when they were on, and uh, they were really good. So um, hopefully one day when they do a tour locally, well, I go get tickets to go and see them. So that'd be good. And then uh, also soft play, actually, I like to see them both. But the uh, next few songs. I've got um, uh, three bands that I'm really into at the minute. I really like these, these three. And uh, it was it's really the next band that I'm going to play that got me into the uh, punk genre. Obviously, I've liked The Clash and The Ramones in the past. But I think it's different when you go and see a band live and you don't know what to expect. And yeah, so the next band is... Kid Capricci, you have actually played a few times on here. Not, I, uh, I went to see him supporting a man called The Honey. Not the O2 Rich in Manchester, but then I, uh, I, I went to go, I went to see Kid Capricci, I found him on Instagram. And then I went to go and see the Kid Capricci supporting the Hunter. Yeah, well, there's all reason to see Kid Capricci. And then after the gay, I got talking to the lead singer of Kid Capricci, and I actually got to interview them uh, before one of the gigs what, earlier this year, which I'm sure some of you may have heard. And yeah, I've loved them ever since. They're really down to earth guys, and like I said, all these modern ones sing, they're, they're singing about the right reasons. 
Like, a lot of punk is about being rebellious. And all these bands are rebellious in the fact that they're not mainstream. A lot of them have only just gone to a label. And yet, the lots... Well, then they sing about rights and human rights. Then Kid Capitra actually got a song about in their party at number 10, which was the COVID party, so, yeah. Pretty on it. So, I'm going to play their brand new track called Tamagotchi, which is off their, their new album. There goes The Neighbourhood, which comes out in March. So we're going to play that, and then... We've got a band called Wargasm, which is a very weird name. There's a song called Lap Dance, and I'm sure this song has been in quite a few films. No, you don't, I think you'll recognise it. It's a good one. It's called Lap Dance, and then I've got a band called Panic Shack. With their song, Jiu-Jitsu, which Panic Shack are good friends of Kid Capici. There's like, there's quite, there's a, a few bands that are quite pally. So yeah, of the Panic Shack are one of those. So yeah, got these three tracks and then that is the end of the show. So I'll play these three for you and I'll be back to tell you what we've got coming up. And yeah, so I'll get, get these on and I'll tell you what it's coming up what's next week and stuff so enjoy Kid Capici Wargasm and Panic Shot just to warn you these songs are a bit mental so <laughs> turn the volume up to 11 and uh, yeah have a good one enjoy these three Six weeks off for 
Jack looking really sad and kind of crying, and all you boys just like trying to cheer him up. It's alright, man.
Yeah, that was uh, three really good punk tracks there. Um, yeah, the last one, Panic Shot, I really love those. I can't wait to see them live one day. Yeah, and the other two tracks were a bit mental, especially the, the middle ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not deafened you too much, but yeah, I enjoyed those. And yeah, that's the end of the show now, I'm afraid. I've gone through all of the origins of punk. No, I think this is going to be quite a long show, but we'll see. Hopefully it's not been too long and you've enjoyed all the music. So yeah, and uh, we have got loads, loads more shows to come, so... I've got uh, the DJ Chopper show will be back in a couple of weeks. And also the Chappers and Edward show, and... Yeah, and uh, the, a real good chat and talk show will be back. Well, yeah, we've got loads, loads of uh, things to come, and then... I'm currently working on an audio pantomime, so it's going to be a bit uh, a podcast pantomime, so it's going to be a bit like the auction and the Bradshaws, so aren't you? Um, you're going to get some of your listeners involved, so yeah. If you're interested, just give me a shout or hear what we can do. So yeah. All that's left to say now, I've been DJ Choppers. I'm now signing off. So this has been about to fun production. On RSS, SoundCloud, Deezer, the Apple Podcasts. And your smartphone, smartphone, smart speaker, or whatever you choose to listen. Anytime, anywhere. And if I don't see you through the week, I'll see you through the window. Now I've got one song to play us out, and it is Public Image Limited. With This Is Not A Love Song, and this is uh, Johnny, Johnny Rotten's new band. Now it's not as uh, mad as Manic as the Sex Pistols, but it's a nice slower punk song to end the show with. Yeah, thanks for joining me today, and enjoy the Public Image Limited track. And I'll see you next week. Take care. I'll see you next week. Enjoy this track, guys. This is not a love song. 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 This is not a love song.
Caca! Bounce FM. We can hang all your problems on a peg at the door. Bounce FM. We're into your head. Bounce FM. 